Welcome into the podcast that brings listeners directly to the intersection of sports and entertainment through the lens and incomparable style of Dick Butkus. Direct from the 312, join hosts Matt Amendola and Matt Butkus as they dive into the worlds of football, pop culture, philanthropy, and more. This is Butkus Beyond the Line. Roses are red and violets are blue. If you've got any sense, you'll keep Butkus away from you. Welcome back to Butkus Beyond the Line. Today we are joined by Jared Payton, a 2001 national champion, former Miami Hurricane running back, and the son of sweetness, Walter Payton. But first, the huddle. 989 on two, on two, on two. Ready? Ready. On two, on two, on two. Ready? Ready. Yeah, week six. You got Let's San Francisco at Atlanta. I got to have Atlanta in this one. Mariota's looking sharp. Yeah, I'll, I'll go with you on that one. <laughs> New England. Nice. New Who's England up next? Cleveland. Oh, man. Zap. What's his name? Zap I'll take Zap. New England. I'll take New England, All right. too. I'll check that Green Bay. Come on. You, you, you know, know who you take. You know, you know you're, I take the Jets all no. day long. Let's do it. You, you always say Green Bay. I always say who plays against them. Right. But usually you say anybody against the Jets, too. So which one's it going to be? All right. Jacksonville Indy. Jacksonville Indy. Um, I got Robinson on my fantasy squad. Let's go uh, Jacksonville. Right. No, no, wait. It's Indy. Let's go Indy. Let's go Indy. Yeah, all right. Baltimore to Giants. I'll go Giants. Um, Giants are Giants. playing pretty well. Yeah, they are. Who I'll go got? Giants. All right. All right. Who are you taking? What's the Who next are game? you taking? I got the G-Man for sure. That running yeah. game is fierce Cincinnati right at New Orleans. Uh, Cincy. I'll go with Cincy with you. Joe Burrows. Burrow. Burrow finally gets protection. And he's playing in it where he won the national championship. Oh, that's right. The Superdome. I remember Tampa that. Okay, Bay yeah. What you got? What's up next? Tampa Bay and Pitt. Upset City. I like Pickett. I like Pickett. Let's go. Uh, yeah, let's go I like Jabinski. He'll, he'll probably play, too. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I heard Pickett. Yeah, I, I agree. Carolina Rams. Oh, man. Um, I don't think Carolina stands a chance. Yeah, Rams. Rams. Arizona, Seattle. Your fantasy Ooh. QB. Both of them. I picked up Gino off waivers. I got to go, go Seahawks. Man also. Buffalo, Kansas City. Ooh, the rematch. Who you got? Well, you got to go Buffalo, don't you? Well, I mean, yeah, you, <laughs> you should. Go I mean, Kansas City. Each team trying to beat each other over you and over. You go Kansas City. No, I'll go Buffs. Dallas, Philly. Oh man, it's hard for me You're to not root against, against the Cowboys these days. I mean, I'm a I'm a I'm a I'll Texans fan, so when Jerry cries, I don't necessarily cry. So I'll go Philly too. I'll go with Jason Garrett on this one. And Denver Chargers. Denver Chargers. Oh, the Monday night game. Oh man, I just don't think that Denver's got it. I don't think so. I think I think it's Chargers all, right. all the way. Herbert and the. And the, the Washington win. and the Bears. Oh, the last one. Uh, or the first one, Thursday. 
You know, I want to go Bears. I want to go Bears. You go Bears? All right, I'll go Bears with you, buddy. All right. All right. Week seven, moving on to week seven or what? Well, who's up? Who, who's on the Thursday New night? New Orleans game? at Arizona. Easy one. New Orleans at Arizona? I'll go New Orleans. I'll go Arizona to step up for once. Atlanta, Atlanta at Cincinnati. Atlanta, Cincinnati. Where are they playing? Oh, it's at Cincinnati? Yeah, whenever I say it's at the team, it's at that team. (laughs) I'm just thinking about Burrow and how he's going to produce. I'll go go Cincy. I'll go Cincy. Detroit at, at Dallas. Oh, Dallas, for sure. Not even a question. You sure? Are you gonna go? Are you gonna go Detroit? <laughs> I don't think so. I'll go Dallas. I don't think so. Indianapolis nice. at Tennessee. Oh, the new stadium crew. I think Tennessee's coming off a of bye week. I think Derrick Henry's gonna be running downhill all, all day long. All right. so. is, Titans. Is Jonathan Taylor back for Indy or no? Uh, you know what? I don't know. Great question. I'll go Tennessee with you. Green Bay, Washington. Green Bay's straight up pissed off right now. I wouldn't want to play them next. I'll go Green Bay. Yeah, especially without a starting quarterback. I'll go go Washington. Oh, what? All right. You haven't figured out my theme yet, and we've been picking for seven weeks. I mean, you go opposite every other one. I go opposite every Green Bay, don't I? (laughs) <laughs> right right you forgot the name of this podcast <laughs> that's right that's right uh i'll take what i'll All take right. washington and riverboat ron upset riverboat ron Come on. that guy's gonna he's gonna be mad at the podium again after sunday tampa bay, tampa bay carolina oh pillow fight of the week i'll take tampa um, i'll take tampa too Giants at Jacksonville. Giants at Jacksonville. Man, I used to believe in Jacksonville's defense, but as well as the running the ball, I got G. I got G. Man. I'll take Jacksonville. All right. Cleveland at Baltimore. That's good. Oh, um, both know how to blow leads. I'll um, take Baltimore. I'll take Baltimore as well. Jets at Denver. <laughs> Denver, huh? Jets at Denver? Oh, man. I don't know. That defense for the Jets impressed me more than I thought they would. Oh, in no, Green Bay. Jets man the, uh, <laughs> the, the Broncos look like crap after the second quarter or after the I'll first take quarter. The Jets. Uh, on, I got the Jets, too. Oh, Houston at the, Russell, Russell Wilson Houston at the Raiders. Ooh. In You're Vegas. take all the um, favorites and not like I'm gonna go. No, I'm gonna go Houston. I got a. I got a little homer in me. I'm gonna go Houston. Yeah, I'm going Raiders. There you go. Seattle at the Chargers. Seattle at the Chargers. Ooh, great game. Um, there'll probably be more Seattle fans there. I'll go. I'll go Chargers. Kansas City at San Francisco. Super Bowl rematch. Kansas City. Um, you know what? There's a lot of defensive injuries on. I don't know how that's going to go for the 49ers. So until they show me they can do better than not beat the Falcons, I'm going to go opposite of the 49ers. So who are they playing? Kansas City. 
Oh, that's an easy one. I'll go KC. Pittsburgh at Miami. Ooh, pick it. Tua. Um, oh, Trubisky is Trubisky. Is he going to be make him? Oh, yeah, you got to do your own research. I'll go <laughs> I'll go in front of me. Um, I'll go Miami. I'll go Miami. I'll go Miami. Bears at New England Monday night. Ooh, I'll go Bears. Um, I'll go New England. All right. All right. <laughs> yep. All righty. Got to get my numbers. All right. Those are our picks. Let's get Jared on. I'm excited to talk to him. We have a lot of things in common. AmericanEagle.com has over two decades of experience designing websites that produce results. Their clients come to rely on them for full line of website services from consulting and strategy to digital marketing, hosting, and support. AmericanEagle.com is the technology partner you need if you're looking for online success. They're also the official website and digital marketing provider for the Budkus Award and the Budkus Foundation websites. And we proudly recommend the team to AmericanEagle.com. Give AmericanEagle.com a call today. One eight seven seven Web Now One. Welcome back. We are joined today by the 2001 national champion, a former Miami Hurricane running back, and the son of sweetness, Walter Payton. Jarrett, welcome to the show. So, what's going on, buddy? Man, we I finally get you in here. It's been a long time. I appreciate you. I, listen, I was never, I want to say this so it's like recorded. I was <laughs> never ducking and dodging you. Uh, we try to set this up at least um, seven times. More than seven. I'm going to tell you for 17. real. I think like 17 <laughs> times. And it never worked out. And a lot of it was during like the summertime. So now that, you know, the kids are back in school, it's fall. The weather's changing a little bit. gives gives me a little bit more time to like actually do the stuff that I love doing, like this stuff. So um, every time, though, I want you to know this as well. Every time you ask me, I was always trying to figure it out. Always trying to figure out <laughs> because I love. Me listen, in. because I love this man and I love his family, and I'm like, he. You you don't understand when people do stuff for me, right, or make things happen for me. I always it stays in my heart. It's like, yeah, I got to figure it out. Like, I have to. I got to figure out how to get there because Super Bowl out in L.A., um, Matt and I had conversations before I left to go to L.A. for the Super Bowl. And we were just talking about, you know, having his pops, you know, jump on, whether it was like going actually going to see him and doing an interview or a Zoom. And it ended up being a Zoom, but we made it happen. Not only did we make it happen, in my business, in my profession, we made some waves too, mm -hmm. which was awesome. It was like perfect timing. It was the the story about him being on Twitter. And then like the story of, you know, just the, the old Bears regime. It was like literally, you know, when people are quoting your like clips and taking clips from your interview and you start seeing that all over and over, like you did what you're supposed to do. And so I'm always very thankful for those opportunities and I never take them for granted. So that's why being here and doing this and being on the air with him is like, 
now I feel good. It's one of those things that's in my heart that's like, okay, you're good now. You're good now. Now hopefully I got some good juju coming my way. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I know a lot's changed since the Super Bowl. What as far as, you know, being on the radio, having your own stuff going on? How much has changed since the Super Bowl? I know a lot mm. was going on in LA. Man, a lot is is going on. Just I think life is is just is busier. I mean, especially now with, with football being back, it's it just takes it to a whole nother level for me and everything that I do. I mean, you, I saw the summer was really cool because I get a chance to, to be around my kids, actually see my wife like during the week because we're on two different schedules. We both work full time. <laughs> so, yeah, wife. it's like it's like literally <laughs> two ships passing in the night. You know, I, I don't get home till late. She's out of the house early. So it's it's always tough. So the summers are cool. Now it's back to the grind again and it's time to get focused. And I think the biggest thing for me is um, focusing on the things that I need to get done with all that's coming my way and getting back into the groove. It's like riding a bike or nah, I shouldn't say riding a bike. It's like being on rollerblades. Like, you know how to rollerblade. But if you haven't rollerbladed in a long time, when you put them on like 15 years later, right. like you might go, whoa, 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 I'm shaky a little bit. But then you get it. You're like, oh, yeah. Now let's, let's go. Let's, like, watch yeah. This. Let's go grind some. Like, let's <laughs> do some, some rails. rails. <laughs> you know what I mean? Man, you I know, let's it. go to the half pipe. Yeah. Go to the that's, old, old park. I that's used to get, yeah, that's yeah. where I'm at right now. It's like a couple of little, you know, bumps. Like, even during this, this past week for me, it's just. You know, I haven't been on my game like I should in every single what aspect. What helps you focus the most as far as getting back into the groove? Um, for me, it's really just taking that time for myself. There you go. Yeah. Um, being at home, uh, relaxing a little bit, breathing. I'm really into breathing. I there think you I go. think That's I think important. you got you have to have your breath. And this this week, I lost my breath a little bit, and I could tell because it's too much going on, and I just like. I get too, I get too, anxiety, like too, anxiety comes in it. And to me, that's, it's normal, man. It's like, it's everybody. It's all yeah, of us, sure. like everyone. And so it's funny to kind of think about where we are now. And I think about our dads, right? Because when they were playing football in their respective eras, you know, no one talked about that stuff. Like right. no one talked about like, you just went out and you did it, yep. right? You right. Did, so you went out and did it, and no one asked you like, "How you feeling?" Right, your coach on? is like, or, "Sit down." How, two how are they you don't, doing? They don't care. How are you doing emotionally? Yeah. Or I, I think they didn't. They didn't talk to anyone like that but because it was looked at as a, like a sign of weakness. Right. Right. Like this guy actually love. Yeah, we love each other. Yeah, and like, you never heard that. As, no, you didn't hear that yeah, stuff. Right. So it's like stories of until the beer started i love you man. yeah i love you man <laughs> and so i i just i think about how how different it is then to where we are now the culture of coaching and the cult i mean Co people used to grab face masks remember grabbing face oh, yeah like or just the way that coaches would coach the players or what they would say to players right stuff mm -hmm. that you could say back then that you can't say now <laughs> sure right I mean, right, totally and you get banged changing. up, you'd be like, take out a play and get yeah. back in there. Man. Or like, or the concussion. Smelling right? salts, get back in yeah, there. Yeah, just, you know, oh, what? Well, it was well always, they didn't know, they probably. Didn't know, but it was, it was that, especially in the game of We've football. We've got our bell rung a few times yeah, and went you, back in. Yeah, you better, it, it's about toughness. And that's how it was looked at back then. Right. And now we're, we're so much more aware 
of what's going on. Right. We we have we have more information at our disposal at our fingertips. Right. Like it's there right. that we know now. So it is it does kind of put in perspective of like how times have changed. So for me it's really just the breath, making sure that I catch my breath and also too stepping back and just unplugging for a little bit. I mean we I think as people man all we do is we're on these phones and yeah. I, I'm I am so bad at it. And when I'm locked in and I'm going, like I am, I'm going. I'm in trying to zone. find, I, I'm trying to find new information. Um, I'm always, I'm, I'm always, I'm very, I'll say this. Every tweet, it has like, for me, every tweet, every post on everything, there's a purpose behind everything. Mm-hmm. It's not like just, I'm going to post and this and that. Like, I think like sometimes for maybe like a couple hours of before I press send, before I do it, because I'm like always trying to figure out like, what's Is the best, right? what's the best, gonna... yeah, like what's the best way like to craft things because every post is a message. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's like, a, it's a quote. Some, that's what people are getting quotes from now. That, like where- That where follow is, you forever. Where is, <laughs> where, is our, where is our world going? Where is it? It's getting crazy. It's crazy to it's, think about it. You I, used to have to go somewhere and like have a microphone in front of someone, Matt, and be like, hey, so what do you think about this? No. And like, you can speak no. off the record. So we, imagine a comedian having to go back to their social media years yet later, and, and that's how they're doing it now. That's one of the professions that I look at and I just go, that's totally changed. It totally has changed. And for some people, the way that I disconnect and, you know, disconnect for getting away and putting my phone down for the weekend and just kind of enjoying the fam, going to soccer games, going. Some people, that's their thing to go and, you know, go to a comedy show and just listening to where we are even in that sense now of what you can say and what you can't say, mm-hmm. what's right and what's wrong. I mean, it's got to be it's it's tough. Well, political correctness has changed quite a bit in the last decade. Yeah, it's social wise. Yeah. Social media wise. Yeah. And and I think you've got to be because you have to you do have to be you have to be careful now, because back in the day, you could say what you want to say. And it was only in print. It was on the news or radio. Now social is taking you over the world by just one post. And all these cameras and all and all these cameras. And so. For the young kids out there, and just people in general, you know, be careful. Yeah. Like, be careful. Make sure that what you're putting out there is what you want to be seen. Like, don't do it for clicks. Just don't don't do it for clicks. Make sure that you're like that you're doing it. There's a reason. There's a method behind what you're doing because. That can cost you now. Mm-hmm. One thing. One thing over. can cost you. It can trip you up for for decades. Yes, <laughs> like you, you like the one thing, and yeah. and it could be like, oh, I didn't mean to say that. Right. But you already you, you already put yeah. it out there, so just be so careful and like how John you Gruden. present yourself. John Gruden, all these all these people. <laughs> well, the confusing part is a lot of people try to be inclusive, but at the same time end up being the same type that unfortunately will grind that one thing that you say into the ground and all of a sudden they're like, you have a label on you and you can't. Yeah, and right. it's hard, it, it really is, it's hard. And I I know that it's hard because I think about it all the time. And I know there's, a, there's other people out there that are doing the same exact thing, but man, they're like, I don't know. Like I was thinking about this last night with certain people that and I'm not bringing it, I'm not, I'm not going down this road. <laughs> I'm not bringing up any names, 
But I was thinking about this. Like, have we not watched enough TV shows these days that like, you don't, you like people are using their phones, texting stuff. Taking pictures. Taking pictures. <laughs> like all this stuff with their own, with, you know what I mean? Like, have you not watched any, like, I don't know. There's so many, I always what, see what, people. What do they call those shows when it's like the worst, the worst criminals that know it? Yeah. Caught on like, how, how, are getting, how are you getting caught, man? Like, I almost got away. Yeah, I don't know. I, I get it. I understand sometimes we're always caught up in the moment um, and it's and it's tough. But we just gotta we gotta figure out a way to be able to uh, have everybody breathe a little bit. Yeah, have everybody step back and breathe, just so we can all. Cause I don't I don't get it. I don't get how how as as people we're all we're so divided, so, so divided. much. I agree. So much, and and this is not, like it's not just politics. It's not just that. It's just in the way that we look at things. We have to step back. The one thing that I've learned the most about life is man we're all different all of us we all see things differently mm -hmm. like the way that you know this color red right here might look different to me than it does to you sure and i'm not gonna get mad at you because because that's how you because i'm colorblind that's how you see <laughs> no. it yep. so why can't why can't we why can't we accept that like a little bit be more accepting of like what people and how they feel it's right. just what they agree to disagree yeah, rather right. than just it's disagree. almost an unforgiving yeah, it's, it's like, an unforgiving hey, atmosphere that really it shouldn't be you know but no, but we need we need people that are in 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 spots of leadership that have you know that have platforms to step up just a little bit more and like bring that to light like we're, there's more we're more similar than we are different like take time to get to know somebody and find yep. out. Literally, you will find out that you have more in common than you have differences. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you right yeah. now, telling you, I know for a fact from the experiences with my foundation and watching, you know, kids. Uh, the, yeah, tell us a little bit more about the, that. The the message was for me was an anti-bullying campaign called Project No Bull. And that was what we started with. It was like going and speaking at schools. And I've spoken to at least I mean, close, I would say I close to like 200,000 kids over the last like 10 years That's in great. just awesome. Chicagoland area, right? And just getting an opportunity to go speak to these kids, have these conversations with them, but then extending that relationship just a little bit more where I'm going into schools and then we're like, oh, like, we're going to do like a workshop today. And there was a school in, in Naperville that I went to and sitting down and watching these kids, talking with these kids and then saying, here, put them in groups and be like, here, you guys do this. Because my goal always has been to build Jared Payton leadership boards, almost like a student council, where it's mm -hmm. kids from all different walks of life. Like the kid that played football, kids that play football, to the kids that are on the chess team, to the book club, to like all these different like walks of life, mm -hmm. bring them together and then have them do stuff together. We're like, we'll help you. We're gonna help fund. Like, what do you want? What do you want to do? Here's the playbook. Tell me what you guys want to do. Well, we want to do a 5K at our school. All right, we'll help facilitate that. Let's mm -hmm. let's figure out a way to get it done. And then all all those kids work together to put that on. That's cool. You know what I mean? So yeah. then they so they have that understanding that it's almost it's it's just like real. It's like life or being in a locker room. Sure. You don't. You go to a locker room. When I got to Miami, it wasn't like, oh yeah. 
No, I walked into a situation going, holy cow, now I, I got to adapt to what's going on in my surroundings because everybody doesn't come from South Barrington. Not everybody in here is wearing cargo shorts and Abercrombie shirts, sure. smelling like woods. You know what I'm saying? Woods. They're smelling not, like brute. Yeah, brute. Yeah, <laughs> I know what they did. You know, they did, that's not how it was. It was like it was totally different. It was like the Melt, CM, like a melting melting pot. pot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And for me, it was like that is what helped change, started to change me as a person. Like my my parents were instrumental in that because my dad and my mom, they took me around. I saw people, I got a chance to meet some really cool people. My dad took me out of my element and was like, took me cool places that I got a chance to go with him, mm -hmm. hang out with people. And we can, we'll talk about that, some of the cool places in a little bit. But the, the, they were the foundation there. So when I got to Miami, it was like, holy cow. And it was my teammates that were accepting of me as well. So How'd made, you choose Miami? How's oh, the how's the track? How's the recruiting loaded? process? Because you went Dude, here. The recruiting process, yeah. Coming from here to, I mean, I went, I went to, I had my five. So after my first year, after my first year playing football, it was my junior year. I had, I think, one full ride scholarship to Northern Illinois. Shots out NIU. Huskies, yo, that's the Huskies of the bit. That's Jordan Lynch, right? Yeah, I was. I so, so the recruiting trip was what? When, when? I didn't go. I didn't go there. Oh right. no, that was just my first. No. that was just my first, first offer. offer. Oh offer. And so I was like, oh man, this is what's up. And then my dad was like, yo, you want to take this to another level? And going into my senior year, he was like, here, I need you that summer. He slid this book across my desk and was like, yo, do the th stuff that's in this book, and I bet you have more after that. And I was like. All right, I'll do it. I got it. So I committed to the process. I committed to staying in the gym. Mm -hmm. I had a girlfriend at the time. Like I sacrificed time with her. I sacrificed time with, um, with my friends. You know, going, that's that big summer for everybody. Like, yeah, right. yeah like you, you about to go into senior year. This is it. Like, let's let's get it. Let's let's hang out. Boys is like, yo, let's go to the beach. I'm like, can't, bro. Gotta go to the gym. Gotta run the gotta hill. Do, gotta do yeah, lunch. Gotta gotta do what, I gotta hill. do what I gotta do. <laughs> Girls like yo, my girls like yo. Let's go to the let's go to the movies. Like I can't, can't yep. do it. And I did. I went from one eighty three, one eighty five to two oh five by yep. my senior that going into that year. And I listen. We didn't win every single game. It's weird. It's it wasn't. We're a small school. Nine hundred kids at that time in the entire school. We didn't, wow. didn't have a lot to pick from, but we all worked hard. All the kids, every dude at St. Vi, we always worked hard. And so that kind of, you know, we're playing against Joliet Catholic and some of these other schools, you know, that had, you know, that have yeah. powerhouse teams. Re recruiting. Stuff. Yeah, it's yeah. powerhouse teams. Well, we did what we had to do. But my goal was is to make sure that every team that beat me up my junior year, they were going to fill me. The next uh -huh. year. <laughs> they were going to fill me, yo. Like, I don't care we would have lose you. I'm coming at all you guys. You're going to fill me and you're going to be on my highlight tape. Right. And that's what happened. And then like 55, 60 scholarships later, it was like, yo, right, where you wanna go? So I, then it came down to, uh, I went to Indiana. Only reason why I really went to Indiana, shouts out to Kevin Kelly, my old high school coach. Um, he went to Indiana. Antoine Randall L was there at right. that time. I remember that, that was so that great was, watching him. Yo, shouts out to Anto Antoine Randall. I just wanted to go meet him. Cause that dude, I was a quarterback and watching him, he was legit. Made it look easy. He sometimes. made it look easy. So I went there. Uh, Were you recruited year. as a quarterback? No, I not even not there. Only place, only per, 
place that recruited me as a quarterback was Missouri. They were the only people offering me as as a as a quarterback because of uh, what's the dude's name? I can't think of his name right now. Yeah, got his name. But they were they had a quarterback, uh, Colby Jones, maybe Colby. He was a quarterback. Uh-huh. I think that's who it was. But so they they were trying to maybe model me after him. But that was the only school that offered me as a quarterback. Everybody else was just as an athlete. Just we'll figure it out. Then I went to so Indiana. Then I went to Notre Dame second. That was my second trip. And then I went to Wisconsin third. Wow. And then I cut off my last two trips to Penn State and Miami. Cut it off. I was like, I'm done. I was going to either pick between Wisconsin and Indiana, or, or Wisconsin and Notre Dame. Because Barry Alvarez was awesome. Yeah. And Wisconsin was awesome. Oh, yeah. And I went and I was with a, a fullback named Cecil Martin, who was the fullback for Ron Dane. And they paired me with the exact person they needed to, like, you wanted to see like an older version of me, mm-hmm. like at that time, like he was the mayor of of Madison. I know Ron Dane was like the dude because he has Heisman, right. but he Cecil was a man of the people. Everywhere he went, Cecil ran. He ran. He ran Madison. Wow! And you go with him, and it was like, oh my god, Cecil! Oh my god! <laughs> he was just the coolest dude. So I went there with him, got a chance to see, and so I was like, man, this is this is actually a place that running backs. This is where you want to go. Like this is where you want to go, right? And then Notre Dame was just that whole mystique. It was close to home and all this other stuff. And and I sat with my pops, and I was like, "Who was the coach then?" Which at Notre Dame, uh Uh, Bob Davey. Bob Davey. Yeah. Yeah. So we ended up having a couple of conversations. My dad was like, "You sure you want to cut this off?" It's like you might need to go. And we hit a. There was like a huge like it got really cold here in Illinois, and I was like, "Dude." I got to go to Miami. So I called, I ended up, put, I called and I ended up going to Penn State first. And we hit a snowstorm and we had to fly into Pittsburgh because we couldn't fly into State College right. and then drove on a, in a eight passenger seat van to. But you <laughs> drove in the van? We drove in the van all the way to State College. <laughs> and my mom was like, can't do this. I'm done. No. We're not doing this. One lane in and one lane out. So I had a great time at Penn State. Ne- last trip is Miami on the schedule. Never, we'll never forget this moment in my entire life. LeVar Arrington, my big bro, he right. was like, I didn't know him at that Penn time. State. Yeah, I didn't know him at He's that time. He's a butt winner. Yeah, I didn't know him at that time. But you know, yeah. when, you, when you look at him, like at that time, he was- An intimidating looking intim- guy. Like I knew about him going there and super scared because I was like, oh, goodness, this dude is kind of scary and he's huge. And he walks in on the last day when I'm leaving to head to the airport. He walks into the apartment that we're in and he walk, he's got no shirt on and he looks just like he's like greased up and his muscles are just like bulging with tattoos everywhere. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. And he goes, yay. You going to Miami next week? And I said, yeah, man, I'm going to Miami next week. He's like, we play them next year. I know you're going there. I'm like, nah, man, I'm coming to Penn State. I said, you know, you say that to every, right. everywhere you're at. You say right. you're going to go there. He's like, nah, you, you're going to Miami. And we play them next year. And if you're on the field, when I'm on the field, I'm going to try to kill you. And I was like. Now it got real. I got to go. Like, <laughs> Where's my mom? Where's my mom at? And I get in the car. She's like, honey, how was the weekend? I was like, mom, just drive. Just let's drive. Just, Everybody just get drive. To Miami. Yeah, let's go. So end up going to Miami, man. And hey, the rest. 
Oh, you, sh- you can say the rest. Of and who game. won that game? Did you uh, say they, we lost? Oh, wow. Did you did you see him? No, like... I didn't even see him. I was on kickoff. I was on was I on kickoff? I was on like special teams. He didn't play special teams, so I didn't see him at all. Not I didn't get any snaps as a running back. So but yeah, they won. They won. But guess what? After that game, there's a picture somewhere out there. He um came up to me, man, and like put his hand on my head, gave me a hug, and talked to me. And ever since then, we've been really we've been cool. Yeah. So he knew what he was doing, man. He was just, he was that guy at that time in college football. He could say whatever he wanted to say. <laughs> and he knew that a kid like me that was a high school kid was going to be freaked out. Right. That's yeah. what happened. If he would have said, sign here, he probably would have. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> but he said he was just trying try to kill me. Man. Exactly. <laughs> How about your time in Miami? What was the most memorable moment there? Mm, man. I mean, I know you guys had a lot of success. Who was the coach then? Uh, when I got there, Butch Davis. Butch Davis. Yeah, so he was the one that recruited me. Shouts out to Butch. I appreciate him. He was he was a mastermind at Miami. He was a mastermind. And then Larry Coker took over. But let me go back and talk about Butch a little bit so people out there have a better understanding. I think I lost – I'm going to do this with my fingers right now, and I know everybody listening can't see this. So my first year we lost three games. We went to the Gator Bowl. We beat George- – uh, Georgia Tech. Next year, we lost one game and went to the Sugar Bowl and beat Florida. And next year, we didn't lose a game at all because we were ticked off and we ended up winning the national championship and beating Nebraska. And that was 2002? No, that was 2001. 2001. Then the next year, we went back to the Natty, but we lost to Ohio State. And the Fiesta Bowl, which was another classic game. Classic with the flag. Yeah, classic, classic game. And then my last year, two games we lost. I think we lost two games and we went to the Orange Bowl and we beat um, Florida State. That was my, I was uh, Orange Bowl MVP that game. So basically seven games. And my whole entire, that's all I lost in five years. That's wild. It's wild. Yeah. So you know the, the 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 talent that was there, and Butch was a big part of that because this this that program was coming off of you know suspension and all that stuff, and so guys were like Santana Moss and Reggie Wayne. These guys were taking like track scholarships just to be able to be there. You know, like they set the foundation. You know, guy like like Kim, Dan Morgan. These are these guys that I looked yeah. at from the outside watching. Like these. I dudes, talked to Dan the other day. Dan was a Dan was a beast, man. Beast. <laughs> like He's a, a beast. Yeah. Like awesome dude, and like to be around those guys, and so they were all preaching that like this is what we're trying to do here. And then the guys in my class that were coming in were all studs. You know, we got Andre Johnson, Clint Portis. Um, Vernon Carey, offensive lineman, like uh, all these guys that I was seeing, Philip Buchanan, another first round pick. Yeah. These were guys that I was on my recruiting trip with that all said to each other, you know, if we all come here, we have a chance of winning a championship. And I never heard that anywhere else. Mm-hmm. I never heard that any other schools that I went to, I never heard that there was no talk about that. But these were all kids from the state of Florida where the best talent, in my opinion, comes from. When you talk about athletes, Florida is just different, man. Like, when you see a dude like Frank Gore, like, <laughs> Still, dude, like, yeah. are you kidding me? Like, it just, it it was just different for me. So then, 
we I I I, I attached to that because I was like, wow, this is not about everywhere else. It was always about me. It's about me. It's about me winning and getting play, how much time I'm going to get. And that kind of went out the window for me. It was like, I want to be a part of this. And my dad, I came back home and I asked him, I said, so he was like, how was it? And I was good. And then right before I made my decision for where I was going to go, he was like, Yo, don't just go somewhere to play. Go somewhere where you can win championships. And that's where it, it clicked. And he wanted me to go to Miami. So it just made sense. And he was sick at the time. So a lot of stuff was going on for him. That's a far, when your dad's sick, going through something, the world knows about it. And I was going all the way to yeah, South Florida kind of away. from wow, Illinois. A like, yes, yeah, a long, you can't just, you can't hop in the car. Yep. Like at Notre Dame, I could have just hopped in the car. Mm -hmm. Wisconsin, Indiana. I could have hopped in the car. Indiana, sure, I could have yeah. done that. But he was like, you you can't make this, this decision because of me. You don't know how long I'm going to be here. So you got to make the decision what's best for you. And I was like, yo, this is this is the best decision. And it was. Because not only did I learn how to, how to become a better football player, I learned how to win. I learned what it takes to win. Mm -hmm. I learned what greatness is truly all about. Of being around guys like Ed Reed and, you know, like, Dudes with gold jackets playing with them. Like, mm -hmm. Frank's going to have one eventually. I mean, looking at him, he's right. How is it? I was in a in a running back room. Me, Clem Portis, Willis McGahee, and Frank Gore. And Najee Davenport and James Jackson. You probably don't know who James Jackson is, but James Jackson, stud. Like, I was. we were all in a room at one point. Loaded. Loaded. <laughs> and I'm, all I can think about it myself is, Man, I could I, I should have went somewhere else. <laughs> I could have played. Like if I would have went somewhere else, like just anywhere else in the Big Ten. It didn't have to be Wisconsin. Somewhere else I would have played. Maybe like three, four years. But that that's not that wasn't, you know, that wasn't in my cards. Yeah. Same thing here with S USC. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't play that much, but I had, you know, friends yeah. and family and yeah. still have buddies from there. And and that's what it what, was where I, where I should have, you know, what should have went and did go. So. Yeah. It makes, it makes it cause you're there and you get there and you're like, Holy cow, man, I didn't know how to work. Mm -hmm. I literally did this, not know this how process to work. is a little different from the last. Dude, it was, this is This is different. This is ain't St. Viator. No, man. This ain't St. <laughs> Viator. This is something different. Like it was different different yeah. like dudes were hungry like i could i could call like back in those days it was so easy things just came easy for me most people didn't know like i didn't need football like i could have made tons of money playing soccer like tons of money stupid money mm -hmm. playing soccer like more than my dad ever made it probably in in football. No, for wow, sure, a lot, definitely. A lot of people probably don't know that. No, people have no clue. Like I was legit, man. Did you I grow like up it. like What'd wanting play? to what, play what position football? Did you play? I was a I was a striker. Yeah, okay. I scored a I lot of goals, man. Nice. Like I played Center and I played with this man. kid Nino De Silva, who he's he's he was Gatorade Player of the Year um, here na nationally. My his his senior year, which was my sophomore year. Um, he was prayed All-American, all that stuff. I was a sophomore. He scored he scored 45 goals, 15 assists. He was national player of the year. I had 35 goals, wow. 15 assists, but I didn't get I, I didn't get any recognition. You still cause play? Because I, I was a sophomore. No, I, and I was upset. 
And I'm, I'm wondering why I'm getting all these letters from all these football schools and I never played football before, but I'm one yeah. of the best players in the country. And I'm not getting nothing for soccer. Yeah. I got nothing. Duke's and it was not calling you. And up. things, and guess what? They, things were different back then for soccer than they where they are now. Like if I was playing now in these days, oh dude, it'd be it'd be stupid right now. Like seriously. Do you still play? I mean, um, around, my kids play. I kick bit. it with my kids. I watch them. Um, they both play now. My daughter, um, she's six. She's playing. My son plays. So yeah, I I do a little bit, but not like competitively. Not like oh, I'm gonna go do, join a league. <laughs> right. No, not right, like no right. like a men's league or right, anything like that. Sure. Nah, I don't have time. To... Did you ever play base? Did you like baseball or no? Um, ever try it? If Basketball. I, can I tell you something? Sure. If I could go back, if I could go back and do it all over again, golf. No, baseball, baseball? would be baseball. baseball would be it. Because like I see my son, and my son is legit. He's a legit stud. He's 10 years old. He's legit stud, dude. Like, legit stud. Lefty, um, first base. I mean, his bat is ridiculous, but his his defense is what sets him apart. Like, he's just over there on that bag. He is he is lights out. Like, he is, he's legit. But I keep telling him all the time. Same thing. He's relying on a lot. Of, and he does. I'm not, I, I got to say this. I give him a lot of credit, man. I'm all, I'm always on him because I want him to be the best that he can be. He works works more than probably I did at sports growing up because it's more there's more access accessibility now to that sure. stuff. But it's the it's the grind, it's the hard work, it's the staying you know staying motivated and finding something that drives you because of where you come from. The same things that I'm telling you guys about about my upbringing. Mm-hmm. I, I got to do, I want him to understand, don't ever feel comfortable. Like, don't feel comfortable because you live in a nice house and you have all the things that you want because you're going to get somewhere at some point where someone doesn't have that stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's all they're going for is that. Like, they are going to be savages about getting what they want, accomplishing their goal, like the dudes that were in that running back room with me. They are trying to get their families out of different situations. Right. I was calling out Jordan, asking him for a new pair of Jordans when I needed them. <laughs> Pops, yo, call Mike. I need a new pair of J's. He's like, oh, I, I hit him. I got him. I mean, that's why I, that that that's was my reality. That's sure. where you were. Right. The reality wasn't some kids couldn't afford shoes. Of can't house. afford shoes. So like, it it takes you to be in that uncomfortable place sometimes, and being around people with a different mindset that are that are trying to make it to understand. Holy cow, this is what it takes. Don't just sit back and and relax. And so. The same things that I'm telling you guys are the same things that I'm preaching to my kids every single day and making sure they understand that. Like, I can, I can, I can show it to them. I can't force it on them. I'm going to show you as much as I can. It's, it's going to be up to you to figure right. out what you want to do. your decision. It. Like, you, this is you. I've been through it already. Mm-hmm. Like, I've gone through it. I can help you. I can help you. I told my son the other day, dude, I am the cheat code. I am, you, t- you were taking a test. I am the cheat code. I got the answers for you. I'm going to give them to you. It's up to you. <laughs> you want to use them. Right. You want to use them. You got to take them. Like, my dad was the same thing for me. But because it's your dad, sometimes you don't want to listen. And I get that. I know how it is. Yeah. I've done that, too. I've done it. I've been through it. I've been through That's those right. times. We, you know, we do the Budkus Award. So yeah. I, I talk to, you know, the 51 high school kids. Yeah. And I'm always right, right, right before we leave. 
I always say, you know, I give them my number and I'm like, we got a coach and you have your parents. But if there's always, if there's any time you'd like to talk to my dad or I, you know, some people don't like, you know, like your dad or your coach. Sometimes you need another outlet. So I'm always there for those guys. You got to, man. You can only do. Because I, we all, we've been through it. Especially parents and, and, and kids, that relationship is always, it's always a crazy dynamic, right? Because uh-huh. parents, we gotta be, we gotta be tough on our kids. Sure. We gotta love them. Love we also on, love on them. Yeah, love but we got it. But we gotta, we have to, because if we don't, what we were talking about earlier today, just about the world that we live in now, someone else is gonna give them this information, and I don't, I don't, I'd rather it come from me. Sure. Oh yeah. Because the, now they got the phones and the iPads at their fingertips and like even commercials, television, yeah, internet, you know? anything, so, multiple like, things I, they say streaming. I'm not naive. That's going to happen. But for right now, it's like I'm gonna try to give it to you the word. And now the hardest part is I don't have my dad around. So I wish he I wish he was around. I see Matt, right? Like I know what he I I I love that relationship him and his pops doing all this stuff together like I get it I enjoy watching them kill it and do the things that they're doing it's all it, to me that's cool because I know if my pops was here right now yo dude you know it'd be stupid right now <laughs> I know I've been saying that a lot I'm just stupid no it would be yeah. I'm serious because yeah. of his mind and my mindset and what I do and what he was good at like I know we'd be like. It it it'd be just we'd, we'd be, be sitting in this studio talking about we we be you and I no, you yes you and I would be, would be somewhere we would probably be in a visa probably <laughs> at some uh some 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 like uh, Place little, little. house music kind yo man hit me up bro yeah I can't hear you he's three cabanas away yeah he's three cabanas did you get those new Jordans but I think that's the coolest part. I don't have yeah. that, but now if I could go back, man, all I would do is I would listen more, talk less, listen right. more, because my dad knew what he was telling me to do. Everything he was telling me was was right, because he he understood it. That was that what he was all about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the if they hard. could understand, you know, because yeah, we're we're older. When now. we get older, it's like uh, now I remember now I that get it. they're always right. Yeah. But at that time, when you're 18, you're like, yeah, you're just right. sitting around. Mm-hmm. You want to do it your way. I get it. And as parents, I get the I get the kid side of it. I get my kid with me, how he hears me. Um, but also too, I I see now from the parent side of why they want to do that because they we they we love our kids. Right. We don't want to see them go through stuff, but in some ways, we have to understand too. Eventually. Right. They they're gonna have to go through some stuff. They're gonna have to, to take that you gotta, jump. Right? You gotta take that learn. Jump. You yeah. Yeah. They they're gonna have to learn. And they I don't want them to touch the stove. Hey, dang it. You touch that's it. what it takes. Sometimes it's what it takes. <laughs> yep. Dude, I got I'm not gonna put your hand on it. No, but like we just tell you it's, it's hot. It's hot. <laughs> Come yeah. on, man. That just that has been sitting in the microwave. For the last eight, ten right. minutes, the don't piece, eat it. The pizza just came out of the oven. That cheese is gonna stick to the ah, top of your mouth. I burned. I told yep. you. So yep. yeah, you I do have to learn. That's You're, the hardest. You learn. Well, that's what you know when you go to college. Dude. You know what I mean. You don't have your 
like you your parents have, anymore. They're, they're so. not there no more. And so big like, time adaption. Hopefully that the stuff that they were they were teaching you it's like kind of stuck with Sticks you. And it did. You. It did for me because Miami is not an easy place to go to school and mm. to play football. Like who's, just, the, right? who's the toughest player you ever played against? Who's the one guy that maybe gave you a hard time? Ooh man. I mean, I know it was like little... it was teammates. Teammates. Oh, it wasn't right. anybody like oh, yeah. another from another... like my dad. It's Gail. Yeah, I get. Like, like, I'm sure, and your dad was to... our defense. Yeah, I'm trying to think of um, man that dude that was always. <laughs> oh, I know who it was. There's a couple of them. A couple of them on my team. Jonathan Vilma. Yeah. Oh yeah. You talk about Jeez. a dude that was like. <laughs> That was always locked Mo- in. Motor man. Motor man. <laughs> didn't care. And then at, there was a certain time, too, where it was DJ Williams, too, because he was right. right next to him. So you got two athletic freaks that are right there, and you're trying to run, like, outside zone, and you see these dudes just like, scraping over the top, and they- They're flying. They're flying, like, but, they're, but, they're, but under control flying. It's, weird. it's a weird deal when you're yeah. that fast and big and strong. And they just were always, and then hold up, and then and then there was Vince Wolfork who was sitting there, like sure. right there, like just sitting there. And then you got to figure out how to find a way to like, can they contain him? They can't. He's gonna get pressure. <laughs> so it was a combination of those three. Um, yeah, you know, the best, the most, the smartest player that I've ever played with at, at any single level, any level, is Ken Dorsey. Wow. Wow. Hence the reason why he's yeah. doing what he's doing right now. Yeah. I mean, dude, it was when it comes to offenses, he was he was unbelievable, man. Like he would sit and it goes to show why he was so successful in college. He had great players around him, but he knew he was like he was a coach on the football field, man. He just always knew what to do. And it's the reason why I think he lost two games in his two or three games in his college career. I mean, come on, man. That's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. Literally amazing. No, I think it's two. I think it literally is two games. Anything you can count on one hand like that. That's a that's a stat. right. Yeah, yeah like, that's a stat. This is anything on one hand minus your thumb. Yeah, I mean he's like, <laughs> and 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 to watch him now, what he's doing in Buffalo, you know, with Josh Allen and like he was with Cam Newton before that, in Carolina. So he's literally his. He's showing right now. I, I was thinking about this other night after watching Josh Allen ball. I'm like, I loved it. I like he's going. He, he, <laughs> not only is, that he ball, he's got a quarterback that can ball, but the game that he called was phenomenal. Like he called that game, and yeah. I'm sitting there and I'm watching it. I'm going, all right, what is he going to call next? I know what he likes here and there, like his the certain plays that he used to like to run, and it's funny to watch him dial it up while I'm sitting at home, and. We were we were hitting. I hit him up on direct message a couple of weeks ago, and he hit me back. And he was like, he he goes, I don't normally check my direct messages. He, he's not on Twitter like that, right? So then he gave me the number, and I was like, all right, cool. So just to be able to reconnect with him, That's we great. were roommates my freshman year. Oh, oh wow. wow, yeah. Where's he from originally? From California, okay. Northern California. Okay. So he's he uh, he's just a he was always studying. So while I was looking to go out and hang out, <laughs> he was in the room in his playbook, getting there ready for go. his opportunity. And so when his opportunity came and Kenny Kelly, he took over for him at Miami next to, you know, the rest is, is history. That's the, wow. that's the reason why he was, he was always prepared. Yeah. His success at Miami was, just yeah, he didn't have to, he really. stayed ready. 
He stayed ready. ready. Like he came there for a purpose. Like he came there and said, this is what I'm going to do. And nobody else might not see it, but I believe in myself. Sure. And he did what he did. Um, The greatest player. Man, I don't know. That's rough. Greatest player. I'm sticking with my, I'm a stick in no Miami. No, dude, probably Ed. Ed, it's a, Ed it's a, com it's a combination. It's a combination because I got to give them both credit because they played the same position and one one's yeah it's ed and sean taylor right. now sean might be sean might be like if he was able to have his life and play the game like he might end up being the goat because mm. i've never that's the reason why I go to him and I lean to him. And I look, look Ed's my boy, man. I, I love Ed to death. And Ed's got a gold jacket. There's a reason why he's he's there. But Sean, man, dude, I never seen anybody put together like that. That's like a running back slash, like that takes over games at sure. the safety position. I've never seen it in person like that sure. before. And he did it in at Dope Campbell in a rain monsoon game, my first start. And just took over a game, interception, hit here, forced fumble, forced fumble like yeah. just dude was <laughs> dude was different. And 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 the 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 play that that symbolizes who he was is that play in the Pro Bowl where he comes down and he cracks the the, the kick, punter, the, the kicker. Kick, yeah. That's him. Smash. It, it, Sm it, it knocks was, him out of the frame. It does not matter. <laughs> Didn't matter whether it was a friendly, it was practice, it was a game. Right. He had the same speed all the time. And that's just not that it's just not normal. And I'm I'm honestly I'm blessed my last year at Miami to have my locker across from his the way that it was set up. Cause we weren't like the closest. We didn't have like it, we, there was never any beef. We just didn't I, I I was close with who I was close to. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So he same thing with him, but we were always we were around each other. It, that gave me an opportunity that last year to be around him. When your locker's close to somebody's, sure. you're sitting there a lot, you get a chance to have those conversations. And so I got a chance to like be around him and talk with him and, and be there. And I, I actually, I cherish that moment that last year. Cause that, you know, you always want to be by your boys. Like sure. who you hang with outside of, of, of the facility, but this yeah. wasn't the case. Yeah. And I got a chance to get to know him and dude, dude he was special, man. Dude was special. Shouts you keep up with your guys? You go um, to any like yeah, reunions I a, I or whatever? I kind of miss the reunions because I'm uh, on TV a lot. So, I, right. it, you know, it's hard to get there on a Saturday. Nor is so I got a game on a Saturday. But, yeah, I keep in touch with Ed. I keep in touch with anybody who I see. Yeah. I mean, it's the it's a brotherhood at the U. It's yep. a family. So They're I'm always. better again. Yeah, we're going to get better. Same with us, USC. We, we yeah, had a little dude, couple down here. It's going to get right. It's going to get better. Yeah, it's just going to be good getting to the Big Ten. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's so weird to say, right? Do you yeah. like that or no? Yeah, I love it. I like it because I can go see my school I think, more I think now. It's I think it's phenomenal. I think what they're trying to do and where the, what the Big Ten is trying to do, I think, is making it a coast like coast to coast conference yeah. um for football. My I think my biggest the only worries that I have, and this is just me as a as a sportscaster, it's those other sports. Yeah, the travel. That, that the, the travel sports. for those other yep. sports and all that other stuff. Like we know football 
basketball or king when it comes to those money sports. But what happens for women's lacrosse? Mm-hmm. You know, what happens for rowing? Like, I, like how, how Some does... Some of these sports are, it's going to be a tough yeah, challenge. Yeah, how? It's going to be a challenge. Like, we don't, I don't, I don't know how they help all that, but that that's one of the things that I think of. And to me, man, when you get a scholarship, whether it's playing whatever sport it is, if you get one to go to a, like a major, any any school, but some of these major schools, it's a true, that's an honor, man. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, you got a full, a full ride. And so I, I want to make sure that we're figuring out the ways. And I hope that people smarter than me are figuring that stuff out because that's for football, we don't think about it. That's easy. I mean, they they got the they got the uh, they're chartering the flight. We char we, all of our flights were chartered. Yep. USD is chartered. Right. We ain't we ain't flying with any <laughs> not flying on a plane with just the the common folk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nah. So how is that going to be for those other sports when they have to do all those things? So I just hope hopefully they start thinking about that and taking care of it because I guess what the money that they're making off of TV deals, there's it's there. Yeah. So it needs to trickle down and take care of some of the all the other sports. What do you think about now? Did you ever think that we'd we I the NIL we, stuff? Yeah. No, as as the you know, would get be paid as yeah. college? Yeah. I th- Did I, you ever think that was coming down the pipe where I, it is? Yes. I knew it was going to happen. Um I'm this just, is a couple I, of guys from UCLA started. Yeah. Right? I, yeah. I, like uh like the fighting it. Yeah, there was uh at o, at the, at the Bannons. The O'Bannons. Yeah, yeah, they the basketball. were basketball. Yep. And okay. you know, I was always I was always upset at you know when back in our days because being at Miami, there was a lot of we were making that school a lot of money. Yeah. That university a lot of money to build stuff, to winning championships, all that stuff, being relevant, selling merchandise. And then I was sitting there and I was always thinking about my boys, like all these people are wearing Ken Dorsey's jersey number eleven and it doesn't have his name on the back, but they're buying it because it's hit for him. Right. Like yeah. why didn't you set why couldn't they set up something? And he never saw a penny. Then he saw a penny. So like why couldn't I get it? Why couldn't they set up like a fund for later in life that like proceeds of that every jersey sale right. went Not to an account that went, you can't touch. No, that he can't right. touch, but when he got done that he could actually see it. Clinton Port is the same thing. Like all these guys that were working their butts off to be in the video games with your number on there. It doesn't say your name, but everybody knows your knows number. How, how fast you are, and that's yeah, why. Yeah, like it's like all those things. So to see these young kids now taking advantage of NIL, I, I'm I'm happy for them. I'm I'm serious. I'm I'm happy for them because it, it, this is their opportunity. Like yep. grow your grow your brand, and I'm always been about growing my brand. But I think about it too. Like if I you know back in the day, if I would have had some of this stuff too. Oh my goodness. Social media back then, I would have been, dude, I would have been getting this NIL money. I might not have to go to the league. I've been good. Right. And so right. now you guys are going to think I'm crazy. It's the same thing I'm doing for my kids. I started them like early on building their their brand. So at some point in their life that they can take it. I was just looking at my son's Instagram. Like he's got a video on Instagram that I post. He doesn't post. I post. He has no control over it. I post everything. But he's got a video that just posted like three days ago, and it's got like seventy thousand views. Mm. And I'm just like, it's him hitting a baseball, and he crushes this baseball. But it's like him, mm. and I'm going, holy cow! Like, hopefully one day I can grow this thing to where you know he has a thousand Twitter followers. He's ten, like fifteen. <laughs> he's like thirteen hundred Twitter followers. He's ten years old. Wow. 
But like, let's keep growing this thing as he keeps growing. And yeah, the yep. social media has gotten called call people, him in, in the baseball world has gotten, I've gotten calls from big, big team, like teams, like different organizations mm -hmm. wanting him to be a part because of social media. Cause they've seen him on my social or his social. Mm -hmm. And now they're asking stuff where, yo, we want him to try out here. I mean, he's on a team now. They're gonna be solid this coming year too. They're gonna be, they're gonna be nasty. <laughs> I was, if you don't know, just go check out. Check you guys if you listen to this podcast, just check them out. Peyton Son, P A Y T O N S O N, not U N is me. S O N. Just go check them out. You'll see. Nice. Yeah. Man, look what? at this hour, bro. Yeah, look at that. Man, How much good stuff did we get? We got yep. it. Yeah. That's good. Yo, that's what's up, man. Well, we definitely appreciate you coming on. Well, yeah. Well, I appreciate it. Between the experiences and the work ethic, the process, and, and the stuff about your foundation, man. Listen, I'm going to tell people this. This is the, the biggest thing. Like, every single day that you wake up, you got an opportunity to, to be great. Like, figure it out. Like, what do you want to be great at? You know, like, every single day we wake up, like, it's a new opportunity. It's a new opportunity to be a better friend, uh, to be great at like, yeah. you know, whatever it is. Treat people better. Pe treat people better, like whatever it is, like figure it out. This is your opportunity, man. You, you're you lucky we're blessed to have another day. But the thing is though, the days that we wake up, we, we're not we're not given the whole, we don't know if we're gonna have the whole 24 hours. So literally you gotta like make every second count. And I know it sounds cliche, but right, you, like exactly. you, you literally have to. Like there's no, nothing saying that we're going to be here. And that's how I know because Man, losing my pops at 45, but life's too short. And my dad would always say, tomorrow's not promised to anybody. Mm -hmm. And I would always be like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and it, it takes that, that Superman in my life to go away going, holy cow, it can happen to anybody. So that's why I never take it for granted. So like how we treat people, the how we're gonna be remembered, like all that stuff matters to me. I'm more worried about that than I am about football and money and all that stuff. Sure. How people remember me is what I probably struggle with the most. It's like, I want to be remembered as like how my dad, not as a football player, not that, just right. as a person. As a person. That like, like when, when person. I'm gone right. and people are going to come to my kids and be like, dude, your dad spoke in my school. I remember it. He took, I, I took this from him. Yep. Like, I remember I met him here. Like, I remember him giving me time when I was here. He, he, he was on the podcast yeah. with me. Like, all that stuff because that's he how he didn't you, have to do that. Yeah, he that's, stopped he and that's how you live on. Yeah. That's how yeah. you that's how you live on forever. Cause people are gonna talk about you. Like I want people to be talking about me when I'm gone. That that in a good way. In a good way. <laughs> right, right. You know what I mean? In Not a positive like that, light. That guy yeah. blew me off for 17 <laughs> weeks. Yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> I asked him to come on the podcast, yeah. but he wouldn't. But listen, I appreciate you All guys. Right. You Absolutely. guys are the best. Definitely. Man. You'll oh, definitely man. have to come back on, man. Oh, that's had a lot of fun. That's, that's easy. I can come back. I got we didn't even get into stories. We got we're gonna have to do a part two. We'll do. Let's do a part two. All righty, man. Thank Thanks you. a lot, man. Thanks. Thank you to Jared Payton for joining the show today. And thank you to my co-host, Matt Amendola. Follow us on our social channels listed in the show description and thebutkusaward.com for updates on this podcast. If you're interested in purchasing number 51 merchandise, please go to dickbutkus.com. Be sure to follow this podcast on your favorite podcast platform so you never miss an episode. This podcast is brought to you by AmericanEagle.com Studios. I am Matt Butkus, and we'll catch you on the next one.
AmericanEagle.com has over two decades of experience designing websites that produce results. Their clients have come to rely on them for a full line of website services from design and development to digital marketing, hosting, and support. AmericanEagle.com is the technology partner you need if you're looking for online success. They work with clients in nearly every industry. They also are the official website and digital marketing provider for the Butkus Award and Butkus Foundation websites. And we proudly recommend the team at AmericanEagle.com. Give AmericanEagle.com a call today. 1-877-WEB-NOW-1. That's AmericanEagle.com. 1-877-WEB-NOW-1.